Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Gem Podcast. And today, we're just going to be going through kind of what God's been showing me and a little bit of my life for the past, I don't know, a couple days. Um, it's been really good couple days. Like, I don't know about abnormally good, but really good. <clears throat> today, I literally, I made some fire burgers oh they were so good oh man i'm getting way better at cooking figuring cooking out it there's a lot of trial and error but it's it's a lot of good learning so um i think i'm gonna start out with saturday um i think i'm gonna start with saturday one of the pastors at the campus i'm at was delivering a message and he asked me to get the breakfast, so it was a men's breakfast, it was on Saturday, and I, he asked me to go get the eggs, and bake, or, and sausage and stuff for the breakfast, and I was like, okay, sweet, get up there, I get there a little bit early to try and pick it up early, so I could, just, so everything could be a little bit sooner, and I got there, and everything kind of happened as I hoped so, as I hoped it would, and so, That was awesome. The only bad part was that my eggs, my eggs, <laughs> my car smelled like eggs. And it was, ugh, ugh, it was horrendous. When you get, like, pounds of eggs and it, ugh, not a great smell. But getting to the men's breakfast bit, men's breakfast was so good. So I'm, like, probably the youngest guy there. Because um, I'm an intern, so I'm serving there. But I'm probably the young... No, actually, I think there was one kid that was in youth that was there. But this isn't a youth event. So I think he was running production or something, but he was there. And so I was there. I'm meeting some new guys. Just, it's awesome. And I was also a part of the message. The pastor that was speaking allowed me to be part of the message. He wanted me to be part of the message. And so I was... He had this backpack... Right, and that was the illustration, if you will, for the um, the message. And so, I get up on stage, <clears throat> and he's wearing this backpack. And the backpack are things that we hide pride in. We hide these things in the backpack that we don't want people to see. And so there was like pride. There was. Oh man, whatever. I didn't write this down, but um, one of them was an orphan heart. I'll get into that a little bit later. But there was addiction. Addiction was in there. There were some other ones too. But there were all these things that we have in our backpack, right? And so my job during the illustration was just to like stand in front of him face to face. And so when we're standing face to face, I can't really see the backpack. I mean, I can see the straps, obviously, but I can't really see the backpack, let alone what's in the backpack. And so the only way that we're going to... And we don't even know that we have the backpack on, essentially. We get so used to carrying the weight that's in our backpack. We get so used to carrying it that we just kind of learn to live with it. And we forget how freeing and how light it is to not have those things. And so... Eventually, you know, I try to juke him out to, to see what his backpack is and things like that. It's funny. But eventually, whenever we become vulnerable and we show people our back and the things that 
we're not proud of or that we're struggling with or whatever that might be, they are able to. But the, the illustration was really like when we, it can be when we allow others or God kind of a thing. When we allow others and or God to see those things, even though God can already see them all, when we're not hiding them, when then they can, so if there's another person, they can take that out, right? They So it was water bottles with like post-it notes with whatever it was, addiction, orphan heart, whatever it was. They wrote that on the sticky note. And so whenever someone's back is turned, that's when someone can help them out. Because you can't reach inside your own backpack when you're hiding it. You can't do that. And so when you turn your back and you show them, then they can start to take it out and you, the load becomes lighter and lighter and lighter. And so that was an illustration really good that whenever we you know, become vulnerable, show people what we're struggling with, or even just become authentic with God. And we'd say like, God, you already know, but I just want to be open and raw with you. That's when healing happens. And that's when burdens become lighter. And so that was super good. And with the orphan heart, for some reason, it just stuck out to me. He said an orphan heart is a striving heart, you know, just striving to, to be loved, to be found, to, to all these things. And so, and then he goes into um, just a lot of like encouraging things, just practice and run. We do these things so we can win. We need to find people to be accountable with us so that we can continue to grow. Things like that. Then we had discussion time. And, and what I was really prompted with in the discussion time was to find men to be accountable to with like my goals because I've never been a goal setter. I just, it's just not really been something I've done, but I noticed that when I do set goals, good things happen. And so just kind of to have like a mentor slash accountability. And I've had guys that I'll go to for like almost like spot treatment, like, Hey man, like I'm really struggling with this. Like, what did you do? Or like relationship things like, Hey, what did you do for this? But I haven't had someone like consistent that I would meet with. And so I'm hoping God revealed like this one guy to me as we were having the discussion. He was in kind of the same table and I don't know, just something about him. I just really, I don't know. He just stood out to me. And then as we were talking about the accountability stuff, I was like, dang, like I'm just, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just like drawing me to this guy. Like this is the guy that you kind of need to be with. And so then Sunday happens and Sunday was a mess. It, It started out really rough. I was getting ready to leave. I saw my roommate that usually is out, like, before I'm even up. He was still laying in bed. I saw my roommate, and he was still in bed. And I was like, dude, really? Like, crap. Like, do I need to wake this guy up? Or is there something going on that I don't know about? Like, why he's still sleeping? And in my head, all I could think about, it, oh, it was so frustrating, was like, I'm like, is this God or not, like, telling me? The, the thoughts in my head, the voices in my head were just like, you need to wake him up, you need to wake him up, you need to wake him up. My roommate's usually really responsible about doing that. And I'm like, this just doesn't seem like him. And so that was kind of my, my justification for for not waking him up. And I was like, this just doesn't seem like him. I think he would be awake by now. I text my friend and I'm like, yo, is everything all right? And he was like, yeah, he called in sick. Like, yep, he's good. I mean, obviously, not feeling amazing, but he was good. Like, he wasn't supposed to be at church. 
And I was like, okay, sweet. But in my mind, all I could think of was like, you don't know why he needs to be woken up, but you need to wake him up. Like, like, and this thought was consciously in my mind. It was like, I'm smarter than you. I know he needs to be woken up, but you don't know why, but you need to do it. And I was like, just distraught because that didn't sound very godlike. But in my mind, it was just like, maybe that's him. And oh, I was just crushed. I literally started like bawling in my car. I was like, God, why can't I tell what's you? And I just started sobbing. This is like, like six something in the morning. I'm in my car Sunday morning and I'm just like legitimately sobbing and yelling out of frustration and then I heard this, like, this little voice that all he, all it said was, it's okay. It's okay. And that made me just cry more because <laughs> I get in my head a lot, which the Lord is helping me in. But I, in that moment, when I believe that God told me that it's okay. Like, it's okay to be confused. It's okay to cry and yell and scream in that moment. And the the fact that I know... Because I'll be like, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I should be able to think this right now. Like, I don't know if I'm able or I should be allowed to think this way. Because I, I want to do the right thing. I'm like, I don't know. Am I, am I... Should I be thinking this? I'm like, I don't know. Can I think this? Is this... And knowing that it's okay to think something, it, it, for me, it's just huge. Because <clears throat> I'm an overthinker, which is not super fun. But anyway, so all I just heard was, it's okay. Like, it's okay. And so then I go to church, still frustrated about the whole thing. Still not 100% certain if I should have woke him up or not. I didn't wake him up. I go to church and... Pastor Rob gives a message about, like, chains breaking. Jesus can break any chain, and he, like, strives for you. And, like, he comes after you. Like, he leaves the 99 for the one, you know? And first message, I'm in for worship, and then I serve. I was in for worship, and then I helped serve. And then second message, I sat in. And I had already seen the recording on Tuesday. They had a recording. And so I had already sat in for the recording. I knew the message. But I sit in the second service. And I feel like everything that happened just, like, prepared me for what God was going to do during the message. So they play this clip from The Chosen, which is, like, a Christian movie series or Christian TV series kind of thing. Super good. First episode... Um, I haven't seen it yet, but from what they tell me, there's a lot of character development. And then we get into Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons inside of her, and then they were drove out, and Jesus finds her, and he calls her by her name. And so she didn't know Jesus, but, so he's like, Mary, and she's like, how do you know my name, kind of a thing. And then he just, Jesus just has this beautiful moment where he's like, I created you. Like, you're mine. And, and he just hugs her, and she's just sobbing. And in that moment, 
I don't even know how to explain what happened, but I had, like, I don't, I don't even know if this was the, if this was, like, something that someone said, or if this was literally just, like, God speaking to me, but it was, like, I am God's. Not just that I choose to love God and try my best to serve him and love him well. But, and it's like, it's so weird because I've heard these things all the time. Obviously, God loves you. Like, obviously. But seeing it where Jesus hugged Mary Magdalene, she was about to get drunk and just try to forget all of her problems in the world. And Jesus was like, that's not for you. And then tells her her name and like her real name. She was going by like a different name before he found her. And so just the part about like, I am God's and he chooses me daily. I don't know how to explain it, but it became so real to me. And I was in charge of like doing count. So I was supposed to be like counting people. And things. And so whenever... So the time comes for me to do that. And... I... Am like sobbing in the middle. Or... So the service is about to end. This is like the end of the service. And I'm just in the back. Like sobbing. Like uncontrollably. God's just like... You're mine. And I choose you. And I love you. And it was just... And it also was just like a release from me having to strive. Like, it's not, it, it's it's a hard balance because obviously our effort plays a big role into how much we want to grow with God. But there's also a sense that we don't have to, like for me at least, I don't have to just like continually strive and strive and strive. And... It was just such a freeing moment. Like, God loves me. And, oh, I don't even know. Man, it was absolutely crazy. And, man, it was, yeah, that God puts in ten times more effort into me when I feel like I'm just pulling, when I feel like I'm doing it all. And when I can get, like, prideful and arrogant that I'm doing it all, even in my pride there god's like you know what i choose you and oh man wrecked absolutely wrecked me and i was just sobbing and it was amazing and and then after that it was like a oh man i just can't even get over that and someone challenged me to um to just see how god would would show me that that he like chooses me and and loves me and stuff and how whenever God like meets you in that kind of a way, when it's just like a heart piercing, just, you know, that kind of a moment where, you know, God just met with you in, in, in your own moment. So authentically, he's like, just, just look out for that during the week. Cause oftentimes he's like, at least for me, God will just continually to show, continue to show me that and just to make it sink in deeper and deeper and deeper. And so then right after that, I didn't think about this until today, but someone invited me to go play volleyball and I haven't done anything competitive. I don't, I just don't have, 
as much competition in my life as I used to um, because I don't play soccer anymore. And so I was able to go to this monstrous church. This is the biggest church I've probably ever been in. It's huge. I think there's like, it's supposed to fit like 10,000 people in the auditorium. It's humongous. And so we go to the gym in this church and there's like volleyball courts. And so I bring my, my two roommates that wanted to go. And we go play volleyball. And we get in there. And these people are, like, legit. Not, like, the most legit, but they're pretty legit. And I'm like, I have never played volleyball competitively. More like, in, we get in there, we are intimidated. We're like, oh, crap. And then we end up playing. We were good. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I was really good. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I I killed it. And it was so much fun to be good at something that you didn't think you were going to be good at. And with people that are good. And it was so much fun. And I'm going actually back again to play with another group that the guy that invited me, he invited me again to play at another church. And I was like, how do you even know these this many people that just like, oh, we're going to go play volleyball at one church, then another church. I was like, this is amazing. And so I'm not sure if this is that thing where it's like, you know what? I haven't had competition in a while. God's going to just let me have fun and be competitive. I don't know if that's kind of what this thing is. Like God just giving me something that I haven't had in a while just because he loves me and because he can. Um, That's kind of what I'm thinking it is. I literally burned like 2,000 calories. We played for four hours straight last night. And I'm about to play again tonight after a meeting. And I'm so excited. I don't know what else is going to happen. But I know also that God had worked so much in my heart. Because I, I, I can easily be overcome kind of by competition. And I was 10 times more patient than I think I've ever been in playing competitive anything. And I had way more love in me. And I was pleasant to be around when I was playing. I was st- I still got frustrated. I definitely did. But I had a different spirit about me than I usually did. And I'm so grateful that God has been working on my heart in that area. I just felt so free. I, I just, Right now, I just feel so free. And life is going phenomenally. And, you know... I'm just I'm just getting to the point where it's just like I'm just learning again and again that Jesus is all I need and that Jesus is the answer that that's and that we are victorious and we're champions and we're conquerors in Christ. And so I just want to encourage you guys with that because God is God loves us and chooses us every day even when we don't deserve it. And that's what makes him so special. And someone worth following and loving is because his love is unconditional. And I hope for everyone that hears this, that that you have that moment with God, if you haven't already, where God just wrecks you with his love. And it would be in such a personal way. And it is. It's in such a personal way that hits you in a way that, that you need. And... It's unmistakably God. And I hope that everyone who hears this has that moment.
and I just hope that you guys all have a fantastic day. I'll see you next time.